Hey, man, I was just hoping to talk. Uh, I, we've never seen anything like this, it feels like. And, and since you are our, our booking agent, I, I can only imagine what's going on in, in your industry right now. And, and I was hoping just to get some, some perspective on this because, man, um, I, don't even, I don't even know what to think about our own, our own business or the way we're living our lives, but your entire industry is shut down, right? Yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, obviously, no one's ever seen anything like this. You know, part of the reason that I personally got into the live business was something like that is live can't be replicated or duplicated. You're either there or you're not. I mean, that's been going on since gladiator times. So that appealed to me because everything changes so rapidly in this world from streaming services to cable to um, to podcasts and to any, you know, people aren't going to the movies as much. They're, that business is barely going to exist, I guess, outside of the Marvel DC world soon. So I always felt the safe world to to pursue a career in was the live business. And then this happens and it's, you know, obviously no one's going to predict this. So, you know. Can you even compare it to anything? I mean, I, I can't even think of anything that has... Uh, affected your business even 10% as much as this? Uh, honestly, I've been wrapping my brain and I can't think of anything that even is, is it's close to it. I, I... Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, so you represent a lot of comedians, podcasters, you do, um, you know, live speaking gigs, corporate events, all, all of these things, but all of it is, is shut down at this point. Yeah. And, and when you look at the horizon, I mean, you're obviously rescheduling people. We, we just rebooked our tour mm -hmm. for November, but we, we, we don't know what's, what's on the horizon right now. Like if you look at it, what are, what are the sort of earliest predictions when people are going to start getting back to even smaller events like comedy clubs? Well, I'm hoping, well, actually, you know, when we were talking about rescheduling our events, originally we were looking at September and I'm really happy that we moved it to November because, you know, as of late, these, the social norms of, of going out and being social and going anywhere just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. So, you know, I'd say here's, here's my, everyone can speculate, but here's my specific predictions and how it's going to go. I think that, um, places in smaller capacities in the, um, it's going to start with, a hundred, a hundred people can be in a room and then it's going to open up to 300 and then movie theaters are going to open completely back up and it's going to be a slow progression. The Coachella's of the world where there's 50,000, hundred thousand people, uh, in one area. I, I don't see a world where these music festivals is going to be happening for a while. Um, or even mm. that anyone's going to want to attend this type of stuff until there's some kind of vaccine for, the virus. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all pretty intense. I mean, the, the, the live world of just, you know, and, and also just on a side note, it seems like the days of meet and greets, you know, that's over for now. So, I mean, think about that. You, you know, Ryan and I, we, we did a calculation that over the last 10 years, we've hugged over 60,000 people at our, at our live events. 
And, you know, and, that, and that's over 10 years. So it's not like it happened in one night. But uh, I remember when we did uh, the Wilbur Theater was one of the first things that you booked yeah, it for was. us. It back was in, the first thing. And and I think we we hugged. We, we stayed after for like three hours that night and hugged everyone who waited in a, in a ridiculous line. I can't imagine doing that now. But also, like, I can't imagine not doing it in a, in a, in a way like it seems really unfortunate. I, t- I told the story uh, the other day, Ryan, uh, t- to Ryan, we were talking, but um, I I was driving through Utah and uh, my car broke down. My battery died in St. George, Utah. And some kind lady like helped. Uh, she jumped my uh, battery and she gave me a little elbow bump. She said, I guess we're doing this now. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm usually a hugger. And, and so she's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and hug it out. Like we can't be this, this terrified. And it felt strange to me. It felt almost irresponsible. Like this was a stranger. I felt like I was having unprotected sex with someone right. I just met. We were just, just hugging each other. And, and three months ago, I wouldn't have thought twice about, about hugging someone. And now people are, are rethinking the, the meet and greets. Cause that's what you do. You hug, you're in close proximity. And so I that's going to change. And I, I, I can't imagine shaking people's hands going forward, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overreacting right now, and we're just in in the midst of it. But I'm I'm really not sure what to think, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, look. Hopefully that everything everyone's hoping that everything returns to normal. I think there's also another side of the live business that is we're facing a you know as of yesterday they said 6.6 million people filed for unemployment. And that that number is going to continually go up. And the only thing I can have it to relate to is in 2008, um, during the housing crisis, as far as people going into, you know, the, the country going into a recession and, you know, humans are social animals. So they want to go out, they want to go to bars, they want to go to events. But as far as financially, the... I think it'll actually be good for the um, lower ticket priced events because people aren't going to have money to go on the family vacations and experience the, you know, bigger things maybe they wanted to do, but people are still going to need a night out. So if they're in a show in town and the, and the ticket price is 25, 30, $40. And they're like, you know what? We all need to get out. This is what we're going to spend our, uh, our income on. Yeah, it becomes a, a sort of mini vacation. If you can't afford the vacation, you, you can potentially afford you know one night out, and, and it becomes in in a way we already knew the live events are special. That that's why that's why we do them because they're not scalable. In fact, we, we we're seeing people now, and I mean this is a temporary stopgap, but you see people doing these sort of live events online, but because it's the only thing that they can do, but that's not sustainable. It's not the same thing as being in the room with the musician or in the room. I mean, especially with stand-up comedy, it's, uh, I mean, Drew Michael did that special, which I, I actually really liked, but that was a, a sort of one-off thing. You stand-up comedy requires an audience in order for it to work typically. Yeah, absolutely need an audience. And it's, um, you know, it's, it, we're going to see where it obviously ends up, but I think as far as comedy goes in the, you know, in itself, I think it's going to be bigger than ever as long as people can go out because the amount of content that people are going to consume during this time 
you know, just watching specials on Netflix, on people passing around clips uh, on Facebook or whatever it might be, people are going to consume so much that they're going to, the second they get a chance to freely go out and do what they want to do, be like, I can finally go see this person that I've been watching uh, stuck in my home this whole time. Or I started listening to this new podcast. I can go see this new live show of this podcast that I would never have listened to if this uh, virus happened. So I'm, I'm optimistic that things will be really good after. And I'm also optimistic that new business will be formed out of this just because you're forced into thinking about new ways to create um, revenue and just, you know, create content. Yeah. You, you know, it's in a way we, we took a lot of these things for granted. I could just, you know, I live really close to the comedy store in Los Angeles and I could just walk up there any night if I wanted to and, you know, buy a ticket and, and, and get in. And now that's gone. And, and I think we're looking forward to that in ways the same way we're now we're looking forward to like, I can finally go to a restaurant again and say, Hey, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll order this meal. Like I can't even do that right now. And so I think in a way this will help us not take for granted the, the things that we for a very long time took for granted. And, and I agree with you. I think that there is going to be uh, new opportunities in, in business and people are going to, to dream up new ways to, to solve problems with their business. But also there's going to be a contraction in a lot of other businesses, right? I mean, restaurants are being devastated right now. Uh, I think a lot of gyms aren't going to open back up. You, you've got these alt weekly newspapers that they're done now. I mean, uh, restaurants and, and, and live events were who advertised in those things. And, and now that they're not advertising, they're, all weeklies seem that they're going to be completely gone. I mean, they were already struggling. You know, the Village Voice went out of business a, a few years ago, but now there's just dozens in the last couple of weeks that have, yeah, they're, have they're, shuttered because of this. There are these giant – I was on the phone with um, one of the guys who books entertainment for the MGM uh, properties, and he's based out of Las Vegas, and he was almost in tears because he said yesterday we had to lay off 69,000 people and I'm staring down the Las Vegas strip and it's completely empty. Um, oh my God. And they can't even take reservations. And we're talking about, forget the idea of like, you know, oh, the, the last thing I want to do is this thing to be over and I me just run to Vegas. Las Vegas in itself, that is this entire state of Nevada's income. That is, that is part of their entire fiscal year. So yeah. there is a yeah. larger well, and you were Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was, I was just saying there's there's a much broader picture, like you're saying gyms aren't going to open up and and restaurants as well. Yeah, and, and you work with uh Live Nation and AEG and, and different promoters as well. How how is this affecting them? I mean obviously it's it's the whole industry, but it is um these big players, they employ thousands of, of people. I assume they're they're starting to lay people off or furlough them. Yeah, a lot of them are getting furloughed. And, you know, it's it's very sad because obviously their entire business is contingent upon, upon live shows happening. And on a smaller level, it's really hurting the independent promoters, the people that do smaller town shows that um, are you know, they need those things to happen on a yearly basis and they don't have that income at all right now. There's just, it's just nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and there are so many people who this is their primary source of income in, in the entertainment industry, you know, even especially with musicians now, you make very little money from streaming or whatever else. And, and you're going to make uh, the majority of your money. I have really good friends who tour two to 300 nights a year. And we're talking small venues, you know, 50 people show up, 100 people show up, and that's how they make their living. That's how they feed their family. And yeah. all of a sudden, that is gone, and 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 there isn't really a backup plan for for no. something like that. I mean, you can have an online tip jar, but it's certainly not the same thing. Especially when we're talking about you know, uh, millions of people being unemployed, you have less people with expendable income. They're, it's harder for them to support the arts, even. Absolutely, and then there's the fact of, uh, you know, uh, as I deal with comedy clubs, you know, talking to some of the comedy club buyers, and they. You know, they're looking at me being like, hey, you got it pretty good. All you need to do is reschedule shows. You still have a job. I have I have to figure out how to get my staff and the janitors and the people that work. You know, th- there's nothing for them to do. I don't know how to keep them employed. Right. Yeah. Right. And and the longer this this continues to to be protracted, the the, the more uncertainty there is there. But at the same time, we, we all, all obviously want to be careful. We want to be safe. We want we don't want people to get infected. But also, we don't want people to be out of a job, out of a paycheck, and eventually out of a home or out of groceries, out of utilities right. as a result. So it's, it's it's trying to find that that balance. Yeah, it's um, being cautiously optimistic about this because, uh, like you said, we want to do the right thing and not try to rush into anything. But hopefully the economy and... Uh, the live entertainment world comes back with a vengeance and all people want to do is just not be in their homes and be out and in an ideal world do have uh, expendable income. And But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Andrew, I appreciate your time, brother. Thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon.